Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series two, episode 240 of this daily study podcast. Thank you for joining us as we continue with August the 24th to August 30th, the section covering Helaman 7 to 12, Remember the Lord. And we are moving into Helaman chapter 9 today, where we look at the, uh, the topic, signs and miracles are helpful but not sufficient to build enduring faith. So yes, uh, Helaman 9 today, and we are moving into this very interesting section where Nephi has prophesied or uh, predicted that the people will find the chief judge, um, Sazorum, uh, on the judgment seat murdered. Now, in the group that were listening, there were five people that were interested to rush off and go and see if these things were true. In their hearts, uh, they didn't believe um, that what he had said was true, but that... Um, if this was the case, then he will, then, then they will believe. Uh, but hopefully they're basically going to hopefully be able to prove him wrong and say, look, this is not the case. This has not happened. But in verse four, as we know, uh, they've come to the judgment seat and they find the chief judge uh, murdered. And in verse four, it says, and now behold, when they saw this, they were astonished exceedingly insomuch that they fell to the earth, for they had not believed the words which Nephi had spoken concerning the chief judge. Um, and I think that what we need to do is remember just what an impact these people will have had in their hearts, seeing that what Nephi had said uh, in this uh, case was indeed true. Uh, Hugh Nibley said this, quote, Every time you're afraid, do you fall flat on your face? Does fear have that effect on you? How come these people all fall down when they're afraid? Well, this is routine. Remember, they lived in a religious world, a sacral state. So if something unexpected absolutely bowls you over, what happens? You're in the presence of some great or divine influence. You don't know whether it's good or bad, but you know it's powerful. It's more powerful than you are. So what do you do? You play safe. You take the position of complete submission. You fall on your face and it becomes quite automatic. Close quote. I think these words are really important and help us to have some context on why these people would have just fallen on their faces uh, when they saw that indeed uh, Nephi had pro prophesied this uh, to come to pass and it did happen. Um, I think for them also, we need to remember that, you know, if Nephi had stated that the chief judge would be murdered and this was indeed found to be the case, then everything else he had said as a prophet was true as well. And therefore, the fact that the people were so, such in great wickedness and needed to repent, all these things will, in, will have been true as well. And so these five people realize all this happens. And therefore, it's not a surprise really that they've fallen to the, to the earth uh, in fear because of what power they know is, is has caused this prophecy to happen, and also because they know that they need to repent. Um, what happens next is that the uh, other people find these five with the murdered chief judge and presume them to be the ones that uh, have done this. They gather for the funeral, and um, some people are looking around going, where are those five people that we sent? And uh, the other group, you know, the people that found them say, well, we don't know about the five that you sent, but there are, there are five people that were found who had done this. And then they say, well, no, they were with us. You know, we sent them. Uh, and then we get to see um, the response of these people who had been sent to these five. Uh, and in verse 18, it says, and it came to pass that the five were liberated on the day of the burial. Nevertheless, they did rebuke the judges in the words which they had spoken against Nephi, and did contend with them one by one, insomuch in that they did confound them. So basically, the judges are saying, well, if Nephi was the one that said that this would happen, and, there, and then it was seen to have happened, then clearly there's something going on here. Nephi must have, you know, organized for this murder to take place. So he's a, he's a suspect now. 
these five who had been imprisoned um, came out and said, no, this is, that's not true. He's a prophet. And I love how it says they contended with them one by one. So it wasn't just, you know, there was a, a majority of them that are arguing or they were arguing together. But each person stepped forward and said, this is what, you know, this is not true. This is not true. You know, this is our witness. Uh, and I just love the idea of them all standing forward and saying that. So in verse 19, they ignore these words and they they bind they bind Nephi up and begin to question him. And it says in the verse 19, and they began to question him in diverse ways that they might cross him, that they might accuse him to death. Now, again, this word cross has been used before. Uh, D. Ogden Kelly said this, quote, Mormon was conscious of the plainness in his writings. At least three times he mentioned the attempts of antagonists to cross the prophets in their words. To ensure that no one misunderstood the image of crossing, Mormon added a, a definitive explanation of the word. It came to pass that they did begin to question Amulek, that thereby, thereby they might make him cross his words or contradict the words which he should speak, close quote. So we know from this that um, to cross him means to contradict himself. But of course, we know that uh, Nephi, despite giving them this miracle uh, in verse, um, you know, despite giving this miracle uh, and saying, here is a sign to you, you will go and find the chief judge murdered. And the people went and found the chief judge murdered. Many of them did not see this miracle as building to build their faith. But the majority, you know, questioned him and were cynical of it. Uh, and so Nephi testifies to them and says, look, I'll give you I'll give you more. I'll prove this further. Uh, and he then goes on into this really fascinating account of how the people should, should go to the brother of the chief judge, uh, Seantum, and ask him about if they ask him if he's killed his brother. He'll say no. Ask him again. He'll say no. And then you'll find the blood. Then you'll ask him what whose blood it is. And then he'll confess, basically. Um, it's a fascinating account. And I'm not going to go into, into full detail on it, but it's... Um, it's an interesting uh, backwards and forwards that happens. And actually, I want to take this moment to uh, signpost you to a great video. Um, it's called the Book of Mormon Scri uh, Scripture Study Project, I think. Uh, it's basically, go on YouTube and you can, uh, if you Google Nephi, Nephi's Tower or Book of Mormon, Scripture, uh, Book of Mormon Study Project, um, they, they produce weekly videos uh, which basically summarize in animation uh, what happens in each of the Come Follow Me segments each week. And we watched it yesterday for this uh, particular one, and it was it was great. It was it was funny. It was well pitched for the for the kids, but it also covered it in quite comprehensive detail as well uh, about what happens in this section. And so I, I will signpost that in the uh, show notes. It was a, and I'll share it on the Facebook group. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, so then we uh, we go on, uh, and this happens, and. I am going to mention this, actually. In verse 37, uh, it says, And it came to pass that they went and did, even as Nephi had said unto them. And behold, the words which he had said were true. For behold, to the words he did not deny, and also according to the words he did confess. Uh, and he was brought to prove that he himself was the very murderer, insomuch that the five were set at liberty, and also as Nephi. Now, it's interesting this, because if you look at the law of Moses, um, it states in the Old Testament that a man's te um, testimony or witness of himself doing the crime is not enough uh, to put them or, or to have them guilty, uh, basically. 
Uh, but John W. Welch um, says this, quote, Under the Talmud, no man could be put to death on his own testimony. No man may call himself a wrongdoer, especially in a capital case. In the biblical period, the normal two-witness rule could be overridden in the special case of a self-incriminating confession. If the confession occurred outside of court, or if God's will was evidenced in the matter by ordeal, lots, or otherwise in the detection of the offender, and if corroborating physical evidence of the crime could be produced, Siantum's self-incriminating confession requires all three of these requirements. Close quote. And again, I just love how these small details that work with the Lord Moses and, and the context of the time um, are all there in the Book of Mormon, again, proving it, its, um, its truth. Uh, we have here that, you know, he confessed himself outside of court, that it was evidenced by, with God's hand, of course, which is evidenced in Nephi's uh, prophesying of it, and there was physical evidence, which was the blood on his garments. Uh, and so I just find that fascinating to uh, to see that, you know, it was indeed enough to incriminate him. But despite all of this, um, we know that a number of people went, went away from this and thought that, you know, perhaps Nephi was a god, perhaps Nephi was a prophet, and some didn't believe at all. Uh, and this, you know, didn't cause much difference uh, to the people, which is a which is a shame. Um, but I'm going to finish with another quote by John W. Welch, who talked about the testimony of the five. He said, quote, Joseph Smith was a prophet just as Nephi was a prophet, and we can listen to a prophet's voice with confidence. Some in Zarahemla thought Nephi was a prophet. Because of his significant powers of discernment, some even thought he was a god. Interestingly, the five who had been charged with the murder were converted while in prison, so their testimonies also helped to convert other people. And the fact that those five were converted by what transpired in this case only reinforces their credibility as spokesmen after their conversion. They were more surprised than anyone that everything in trans had transpired exactly as Nephi had said. Close quote. The testimony which we have, we could be, we can be as those five. We can hear the prophet's words, and then it's our responsibility once we once we know the truth of them, as these five did, to go forth and testify of them. And so I think that those five are a great example uh, of how to be witnesses of of our own testimonies. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, please do listen again tomorrow as we move into Helaman chapter ten and Nephi and the sealing power. And we and uh, thank you very much uh, for joining. And please do review and subscribe the to the podcast. Please do uh, join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, there's lots to study on there, and it'd be great to have more people there. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail dot com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for your time, and, and until we meet again.